0: USAA is proudly celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. It was a group of soldiers who launched USAA in 1922 by joining
1: together to insure each other's vehicles when no one else would. Since then, USAA has grown to more than 13 million members strong. And through it all, one thing has remained. USAA is still serving the military community and their families. Find out more at usaa.com 100.
0: Up ahead on Veterans Voice, prepare to laugh as we hear from the Vet Voice team. Paul
2: Watson, Chris Lee, and Taylor Chapman all have stories that they live to tell about. Stay tuned, it's coming up next. And hot! Welcome to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, originating from the Optum Podcast Studio, in partnership with podcast channel sponsor, Medicare Mentors, technology partner, Colorado Computer Support. And supporting partner, the Wire Home Services.
0: Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, my name is Paul Watson, your host of Veterans Voice Podcast. And today on the show, we have Taylor Chapman and uh, Chris Lee's back here. Both the guests today are former Green Berets. Well, Taylor's about to be out here in about a couple days. And we're going to do something a little bit different. Today, we're going to just try to reach out to you listeners, tell some stories about. Our time in the military, something funny, maybe something a little crazy. Just have a little bit of fun today. Chris, I heard uh, heard you have a story <laughs> to tell. Uh, the about the first time we met. Um, let <laughs> let the listeners know how uh, what the first day in a team room, uh, special forces team rooms and like. And now we're best friends.
3: <laughs> uh, so no fooling, there I was. Uh, just graduated the Q course, and I get orders to Germany. I was pretty stoked about that. Show up to the team room, and I did all the things I was told that I should do, which is keep my mouth shut, stand at parade rest, refer to everybody by their rank, and so that's that's what I did for the first you know however long until they allowed me to sit down in a chair.
0: And I'll tell you, as a senior guy on the team, you knocked that out of the park. You did a great job.
3: <laughs> I'm good at not talking. You
0: <laughs> even went above and beyond.
3: <laughs> so it was it was within the first week of me being on the team, again, standing at parade rest, just kind of in the corner. And, and Paul, he kind of saunters up to me, he gets about six inches from my face and says, hey, new guy, you're a medic, right? Roger that, Sergeant. All right, grab some rubber gloves and a headlamp and come with me. Roger that, Sergeant. So I walk over to my 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 med bag and I, and I grab a couple items and then continued through through the team room to the back room where Paul had gone.
0: And I'm I'm kind of kind of messing with him at this point and kind of not.
3: <laughs> it was a real medical emergency. So I I kind of walked back into our back room there and I have my my items with me and I see Paul and he is laying down on a table, and his shirt is off and he's peeling his skin back from his navel, his belly button. And he's just giggling. And and I was like, man, I, I'm getting hazed. Something's going on. And he's like, hey, new guy, I've got an ingrown hair in my belly button I need you to get for me. And so so, so I was like, I, I might need some more supplies. Hold on. So I got like some tongue depressors and, and some, I don't know, forceps or something like that. And, and then for like the next 20 minutes, I, I went spelunking in Paul's navel. I have an ab- abnormally deep navel. I was, like, I was like, Sergeant, can you can you hold the skin back more than than you are? I, I'm like two knuckles deep, and I haven't hit bottom yet. <laughs> and for 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 the next twenty or thirty minutes, I'm like sweating profusely. Partly because like I'm nervous because I'm a new guy. I don't want to mess up my first thing that I do on the team. And partly because like it's it was kind of an intimate moment. <laughs> so so. so. <laughs> So I'm I'm digging around in Paul's belly button. He's like, man, it's it's way down deep in there. And I'm like, Roger, Roger that, Sergeant. And, and I, I I never found whatever it is that was going on. There was some kind of ingrown hair or something. Um,
0: yeah, it was pretty gross. It uh it would pop occasionally, yeah. but it, it's gone now. You you did the trick. I did something. <laughs> <laughs> I, tell you, I mean, it, and I'm sure it's it's same in infantry combat arms. And I don't, maybe a cook, the S one room doesn't matter. That that first day in there is. Is definitely nerve wracking. I'm sure the hazing is, is I mean, for lack of a better term, I know that's not really kosher these days, but um it's different everywhere you go. And uh I guess if you keep your composure and you do what you're told, you fit right in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taylor, you got anything uh anything to add to the, the, the your first day in the team room or anything that was fun
1: to happen to you? First day in a team room, I don't know. It went pretty well, honestly, but I thought a lot of things were normal that weren't normal that I then found out I was being messed with the entire time. Uh, yeah, I like cleaning team sergeant boots and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, like like Chris was saying, you just show up, keep your mouth shut, and do what you're told. But you come to realize later on that some of those things you're told, you're just being messed with. Yeah, so. uh, yeah I, I feel like I got a million stories. I'll tell, like, a typical story that sums up my entire career i feel like but yeah i'm retired uh 18 delta which is special forces medic but i joined as explosive Ordnance disposal so army bomb squad i joined when i was 18 and i initially joined uh so i went to basic basic training fort jackson south carolina and from there the job training for eod's at eglin air force base florida so, I had a very surreal experience for my first year and a half in the military. Like, I don't know if you've ever been on an Air Force base, but the dining facilities, there's people making pancakes for you and <laughs> eggs sunny side up. And, Sounds glorious. Yeah. The bathrooms, <laughs> like, people are giving you cologne and stuff. Like, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Um, so, that was my first impression of being in the military, in the Army, on an Air Force base. So, a year and a half later, I graduate, I get stationed at Fort Benning, Georgia, <laughs> so the direct opposite of Eglin Air Force Base. And um, That
0: is yin and yang. <laughs> yeah. Met some
1: really cool people. I had a quick awakening as to what the Army was actually going to be like. Uh, and then did a couple deployments there. Uh, one comes to mind. We had a really cool first sergeant, if he's listening, first sergeant Prather. Really good dude, now retired. Um, but he was kind of a, a wild one. And... Uh, <laughs> One story comes to mind. I'm like still thinking on this deployment, like the army's going to be this really nice place, just like the air force base, but it wasn't. So we were on a, <laughs> Definitely. We, we were on a route clearance, uh, mission as EOD, I think day one of three. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> at some point you have to go to the bathroom during these missions, right? So time and place, if you can stop, get out, sometimes you can't. So uh our first sergeant decides to tag along for this mission and uh we kind of didn't want him to because we think like you know he's gonna be watching how we're doing things and things like that but he wasn't like that at all he was super it's always t-
0: nerve-wracking when you're that lower enlisted and yeah gonna, exactly hey, yeah. hey first sergeant's coming I'm like
2: oh no yeah i was the
1: e4 <laughs> specialist at the time uh professional shammer and uh <laughs> yeah he, com- <laughs> he comes along and he starts talking like we're on day one and a half one and and minimal water and he's got to go to the bathroom and we're like what do you mean first oh wait this is the first sergeant yeah this is the first (laughs) sergeant that has to go to the bathroom which you guys already know the story that makes it even funnier but (laughs) This dude, he has to go to the bathroom right now. And listeners, I'm sure you know what that means. Uh, so he starts searching for anything to go to the bathroom in. In his and you mind. Can't,
0: I mean, you're doing a route <laughs> clearance. So you can't get out of the vehicle. No, you
1: can't get out. It's bumpy. Ugh. Like You're getting thrown around. <laughs> if you don't have your seatbelt on, you're hitting your head. Like, Yeah. So he's looking for something. I'm driving. My team leader's in the passenger seat. We're just looking at each other like, what is this first horn doing? He grabs a, I I think it was a wide mouth uh, Gatorade bottle. <laughs>
3: just a regular wider the better. <laughs> in
1: in his mind, he's like, this is not going to be a solid discharge. So he's just going <laughs> to hold it around the vicinity. It's going to pour right in. And the it's best easy way- peasy, right? <laughs> the best way I can describe this was you set a Gatorade bottle on the ground. And then you hold a gallon of chocolate milk as high as you can. And you try and pour it in the Gatorade as as- bottle <laughs> in a moving vehicle going down a gravel road. And that's about what the end product looks like. So, Yeah. And then we had to deal with that smell for like two more days. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> but, I bet you looked at a first sergeant, a way different light after that it was
1: crazy because he was just very like open about he's like yeah sorry guys uh what else are we doing in here like i can help you guys get the robot ready i'm like first sergeant you just blew this place up but yeah i feel like that kind of sums up my whole military career i had really high expectations and then i was watching my first sergeant defecating the back of a Is what sums up, up your military career
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right guys we're gonna take a minute here for our sponsors opt in colorado Veterans Voice is produced in the Optum podcast studio. Optum Colorado and Mountain View Medical Group, part of Optum, offer 20 clinics throughout Pikes Peak region. Their primary and specialty care doctors provide quality, patient-centered care backed by Optum's industry-leading health services and technology. Optum is dedicated to helping our community live healthier while keeping care affordable. Visit OptumCare.com Colorado to learn more and schedule your appointment today. Medicare Mentors. When it's time to consider your Medicare options, it's time to talk with Medicare Mentors. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, is veteran-owned and a longstanding Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center partner and the Veterans Voice podcast channel provider. More than that, they go above and beyond to make sure that when you need them, they're lending a helping hand. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, always above and beyond. Visit MedicareMentorsLLC.com for more information. You're
2: listening to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA, in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNut Home Services.
0: All right, we're back. This is uh – like I said, listeners, we're doing it a little different this time. How many deployments you got, Taylor? Three. Three deployments? Yeah, three. And you got the one in Afghanistan. Your first time in a combat zone. I'd like to talk, ask both of you guys this. For first sure. time in a combat zone. What? When was it like, oh, wow, this is this is kind of crazy like that, <laughs> what what did I just sign myself up for <laughs> tell me tell me about that first time
1: yeah I got a good story that comes to mind uh I had a good buddy Joe Carruthers who we went to school together EOD school together and uh, we deployed together he was uh had a college degree so he promoted a little bit faster so he ended up being my team leader which is pretty cool just two buddies team member team leader and uh EOD school is about a year and a half so the entire time you're running through practice IED scenarios you have like your typical yellow jugs you see all over Afghanistan and you see these things in the school and you kind of become numb to them and I think that's the point just like in SF we do CQB so much so when you're actually in a house doing it it feels like training Uh, but that's exactly what I felt so the first time we were ever on a route clearance engineers found an IED and it became real real fast (laughs) and uh, yeah my we go down with the robot we end up disarming it My team leader, Joe, pulls it out of the ground. We take it off to the side to dispose of it. And the entire time, we're just kind of talking like, yo, this feels just like school. And there's like 60 pounds of explosives in that jug that would just kill us both instantly. It's it's Yeah. And it's crazy, like they wonder why we're all anxious when we get out like we're used to dealing with that scenario and being numb to it being yeah. okay being able to make sound decisions while under that kind of stress but yeah it was definitely weird and like we went on for nine months of that deployment doing that the whole time and it never felt real it felt just like training so
0: you know it, it, like, that's that brings up a good point like you know through our training Everything we're due, like it, let's be honest, we're in the military. We're, the thing we're best at is complaining, right? Like, <laughs> like so during the full training, you're just like, This is stupid. Yeah. It's never gonna be like this. We're never gonna be in this scenario. But then you get out there and, and, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes obviously our training was definitely you know ad hoc. It's definitely, you know, you find the bottom of the scenarios pretty quick, but stuff like that, when you I mean, that's your job. And you had been through so many repetitions of that. Right that it just seemed like normal. So is that good or is that bad? Is that like, hey, I got 60 pounds of explosives in my hand. I should probably be a little bit more nervous. <laughs> like, if it goes it's
1: off, <laughs> it's not as <his> problem. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is definitely true. Yeah, that's their motto, initial
0: success or total failure. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah, total failure is, I mean, you might not even feel it. Yeah, <laughs> which is the ideal scenario. Exactly. Right. But yeah, it's, that's just kind of crazy to think about. Like, is that yeah. good or bad?
1: But I think it's a good thing because it, it clears your mind yeah. like you're not stressed you're not anxious you're not overwhelmed so you don't make dumb decisions because mm-hmm. stress and anxiety will make you make oh, rash 100. decisions exactly. and if you're relaxed in that moment you can make you know better decisions which mm-hmm. in, in essentially leads to your survival in yeah. that scenario so
0: yeah for sure yeah. i think the bad part would be like when we come home for right sure. it, especially those eod you know shout out to those eod guys out there man like your, your sole job is to To put yourself in danger, like even as special forces, like my sole job is to train, teach. Like ninety percent of the things I did was going to Estonia, Denmark, Norway. I wasn't putting myself in danger there, but if you're an EOD tech, like that, your job is to put yourself in danger. So that that's where I think that bad part of it comes in, is especially those guys that did it for twenty years. Is man, it's hard to shut that off. Right? It's it's hard to it's hard. Well, definitely, it, it is an adrenaline rush, right? You, then you come back and you don't get that adrenaline rush anymore, yeah. and that's that's tough to not receive that. But then it's also tough to like not be your RPMs be at you know a right. hundred thousand all the time. So
3: yeah, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say like and I've talked about this a little bit before, but but like when when you're deployed or whatever, you have very few things to actually work about, worry about, which is like jack steel, eat food, <laughs> be prepared to be violent when necessary. You know, when you get home. Like you don't have to do any of that, but all the other stressors like start to pile up. Like, all right is is the electric bill paid? Mm-hmm. Do I need an oil change? Is the water heater about to go out? Significantly less stress, but it, it like com- compiles and and it's just like I think that's what's hard because it, there's just more to worry about when you're home. It's to a significantly lesser degree. Well, that's
0: like one of the things I've I've said throughout on this on this podcast is is the thing about stressors and trauma and all these things that just compile and compile like you can't compare a stress from an sf guy being or an eod guy or you know just 11 bravo or even anybody who's deployed you can't compare that stress to each person we are prepared well essentially we we feel as if we are prepared to go to those those situations but are we prepared to come back home Right. are we prepared to have that situation and come back home where then you have like let's say an admin guy who goes over and he was or they were like I signed up to do paperwork, right. you know, and help pay for college and help support my family and now I'm getting rockets thrown at me in a combat zone. So like <clears throat> you can't compare those things and and no matter what in life you're going to have a stressor. No matter what. Yeah, right. It's just how you deal with that, right? And and, and it's it's tough to admit it sometimes. It's tough to say you need help, but I think I genuinely feel like every single person that has served in the military, I don't care what branch, I don't care what job, Go get a counselor for just a little bit. Hit that reset button for sure. because there's stre- there's stressors with anybody. And I'll even say that about the entire civilian population. <laughs> right? like, go get a counselor. It's tools for the toolbox, people. Yeah. But but then then we have times like this. This right here is our counseling too, right? Yeah. Come in here and yeah. laugh and talk and, and tell our stories about the craziest, yeah. <laughs> craziest things in the world, man.
3: A story that that came to mind was when we were in Denmark together and we were working with the, their home guard, their national guard, mm-hmm. and we were – <laughs> we were working with them, doing like a split team operation, attacking this particular compound. And uh, our team went around the back, down through the basement, and it's pitch black inside. And we actually have nods, so we, we can kind of function. Um, and, I
0: think I know what story you're talking about, and that was one of my worst
3: TBIs ever, because I was on the yeah.
0: breach that day. So,
3: so you can you can go from your perspective of that. But <laughs> as we as we kind of navigate through this this particular like three story building clearing all the rooms and taking out all the bad guys and stuff like that. Uh, I get, I get word, Hey, we need a, a medic up here. <laughs> so so, uh, so I bebop my way up to the, to the top floor and, and I glanced into this room where the injured injured individual was. And I was like, dude, that is like one of the largest dudes I've ever seen. All right, Chris, hold
0: on. I do have to stop you real quick. This is a total cliffhanger. Remember this story. We'll be back for in one minute, just for a, a word for the sponsors, Colorado computer support. Imagine never having to worry about your information systems ever again. Colorado Computer Support, the exclusive veteran voice technology partner, meeting all of our computing needs. Colorado Computer Support is veteran-owned, and they're your team for innovative, collaborative IT services and solutions to enhance and support your Colorado business. When you need IT services to keep your business going, make sure the Colorado Computer Support team is on your team. Call 719-355-2440 to learn more. That's 719-355-2440. The Wirenut Home Services. Every season brings new strain on your home systems. Veterans Voice partner, the Wire Nut Home Services, is the company you can count on to handle your heating, cooling, and electrical needs. They're family-owned, proud to employ honest, hardworking Coloradans. When you need plumbing, heating, cooling, or electrical help, the Wirenut does that. Call 719-399-5021. That's 719 719- 399 Three nine nine five right, so Chris was talking about, as the medic, walking into the largest male uh, patient. Right.
3: So, so I, yeah, I do, I do remember the the top floor had already been the – whole, the whole building had been cleared of threats. And, and so I get to the, the room around the corner, and I look down on the ground. Somebody's, you know, quote-unquote injured. This is all training event. And I was like, man, that is like one of the biggest dudes I've ever seen. And I and I saddle up next to them, then open up my aid bag and start doing my my head to toe. I was like, "Oh, this is a chick. <laughs> this, is, this is a young lady in the in the Danish National Guard." <laughs> and, and, and so I'm like, "All right." So I'm assessing her injuries. It's it's like a simple wound set. It's like a, a through and through on the thigh or something along those lines. And so I'm removing the the uniform to to apply the dressing and stuff like that. And I don't know if this is appropriate. She was wearing like the tiniest like.
0: She was wearing scantily clad uh, clothing underneath her uniform. She was wearing
3: undergarments that weren't appropriate for training in the field with a bunch of SF dudes (laughs) and National Guard. (laughs) And I remember her name is Bettina, and we. How do you I, remember that? This is a pretty pretty memorable, pretty memorable. <laughs> moment. All right, so I complete my medical uh, interventions. Uh, the the quote unquote wound has been patched up, and now we have to put her on a on a litter and take her out and evac her again. She's on the top floor, and the the stairwell in this particular compound Not building big. was like tight, and so I was like, dudes. I need help. (laughs) So (laughs) we we get her on the litter and we usually do like a four man carry for a litter and we needed about six. And so we, we, we hoist her up and then we get to the, to the top of the stairwell and we're like, all right, dude, it's going to have to be a high carry to keep her relatively Uh. level. So she doesn't fall three, Three flights of stairs down because <laughs> then it'd be a real injury. Yeah,
0: and so we all like which we are always trying to prevent.
3: Right. So we all essentially shoulder press this young lady. And uh, she
0: wasn't like she wasn't like a, a heavy. She was just like a vik. I mean, she was like she, a viking. She's got
3: Viking blood in of Odin's descent. You yeah. Know, like, so so we we all shoulder press this young lady uh, on this stairwell, and we're trying to navigate the turns that the stairwell is is offering us, and it was just brutal. it yeah, was pretty rough. Um, and, but but we got her down safe and then we evac her and then um yeah we had to i did do checks on her for the rest of the night and stuff mm-hmm. but
0: that was a that was a great uh training exercise that, that whole like, except i almost blew my head off but <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he
3: like pretty much ate that flashback <laughs> <laughs> no
0: that was the six foot rigid charge oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so we're this is I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna rewind to the right before we we do the hit so we had a, a alpha entry and bravo entry you know secondary contingencies and uh, we're we're walking up the building we're on our night vision it's really dark out and as we walk up there's windows and the windows are open and there's guys sitting in there with with guns there's like soldiers in there with guns we're like ah we got we got to flex to to uh, B entry to bravo Well, on the overhead imagery, we didn't realize that it was a concrete staircase that went down into the basement. We just thought it was flat and level. So we had made a six-foot rigid charge to do the breach. Well, I don't know if you – our listeners, six-foot rigid charge is a – it's a six-foot piece of wood with tape on it. In the middle of it is nothing but detonation cord. So it's a a cord full of c 4 Highly explosive, explosive, meant to be an outside charge, not meant to be used indoors. And you're supposed to stand a good bit away from it. So we go up, heat of the moment, not thinking, go through, finish the mission. Me and my buddy Tori were the first two guys. We slapped that charge on and not even thinking, three, two, one, pull it. And all of that concussion from that explosives came straight up the stairwell to the point where it literally blew us back. And we're like, continue mission. <laughs> And I, I, I'm pretty sure I walked into the middle of the room, which if you know anything <laughs> about close quarters battle, the worst idea you could possibly do. But we also had a, I think we each had like six flashbangs on <laughs> us. <too. laughs> but it was also funny. I mean, there's, this was so multifaceted, like there's so much going on. If you took your nods off in that basement, it was pitch black. Yeah. You couldn't see a thing, but they had hung IR chem lights all over the basement. So it was, like, almost too bright under your night vision goggles. I was like, so we see everybody. Like, we walked into a room, and there's a guy sitting there with a machine gun, and he doesn't even know we're there. It's that dark. He doesn't have night vision goggles on. So we threw a couple flashbangs in. <laughs> <laughs> and they were the nine the nine bangers. So these things pop nine times. And we throw them in. They start going off. And then you chase them. Before we start chasing them, you hear the, the 240 going off, the machine gun going off. And we kind of poked our head around the corner a little bit to see. What, and he's just shooting in the air. He can't see anything. He just knows there's explosions going on so we come up and just zip him up with the with the uh, the paint rounds and we threw about I think we threw about 12 flashbangs in that basement the uh, opposition force did not like us very much but then at that point is when I heard hey I need support on the top floor
3: and that's where we fast forward to the end of Chris's story yeah. so not only are you now concussed but you, your shoulders are jacked up for, for taking Bettina down three foot
0: yeah I, I will tell you guys like TBIs are real and I, you know I say this, go get checked out. If you're on Fort Carson, Intrepid Spirit is a phenomenal clinic that is solely for TBIs. Do not ignore your TBIs. Uh, There's also, uh, come over to Mount Carmel. we got resources over here for that stuff too. Uh, You got to get checked out. One, Because that the TBIs are long lasting, stick around you for the rest of your life. Start getting help now for them. And two, VA claims, guys, you got to put this stuff in your VA claim because you got to be able to get treated for it for the rest of your life. I will tell you that was that was one of my like five or six moderate to severe TBIs. (laughs) Like throwing up that night, woke up in cold sweats, and you know what? I was dumb and I didn't go get help for it because we were out on unemployment essentially. And you you go out, it was that one was. I told uh. I told my VA doc during my appointment at that store, and he was like, that's really bad. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: yeah, something I found out going through Intrepid Spirit, like you were saying, because I have a couple major TBIs, but micro TBIs are accumulative. So an mm-hmm. example of that would be just shooting a rifle. Yep, yep. Um, So, like, I was asked, how many times have you shot a rifle in your career? (laughs) Well, I'm a Green Beret, "Um, so hundreds of thousands. 50,000 and a million. I don't know. I just came up with some ridiculous number. But, yeah, cumulative, so I didn't really know that. But that's a rating on its own is, like, micro-TBIs on my medical retirement. So Wow.
0: Yeah. Have you had any bad ones? Memorable?
1: honestly probably just a lot that i never really took care of yeah eod like even stateside like fort benning for an example you have basic training there uh so like a lot of our calls were the hand grenades not going off Mm -hmm. so we'd go down walk up to the hand grenade depending on how close it was from the pit it could be like 10 feet 50 feet depending how far the private threw it put a block of c4 next to it without touching it hopefully it doesn't go off in your face walk back to the pit, (laughs) and then blow it up. But like a block of C4 and a grenade from that pit, it's a lot. And then you just kind of get complacent to it. And yeah.
0: What these service centers are for here, what Mount Carmel is here for, is is, is just to make you a better family person, you know, A, a better husband, better wife, better son, daughter, father, mother. That's our goal. Is, is just to get you back to good. But we're going to wrap it up here, guys. I uh, really appreciate you guys listening. I hope you guys connected with something with this podcast today. I know we had a lot of fun telling stories. Uh, just count on these every every once in a while, just us coming in here and talking. If you guys have a story you want to write to us, or if you possibly want to even c- come in and, and, and share your story online, you can email uh, Angie Baker or I at anbaker at mountcarmelcenter.org or email me at p watson at Uh, Like I said, if you've served or currently served, we'd love to hear your ideas on topics, love to hear your stories, love to hear about your life, any branch, any job, anything. That's what we're here for. Thanks for listening.
2: You've been listening to The Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center and originates from the Optum Podcast Studio, located on the Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The podcast channel is provided by Medicare Mentors, Computing Power is provided by Technology Partner, Colorado Computer Support, Additional Funding is provided supporting partner the wire nut home services veterans voice airs on flagship station krdl news radio sundays at 7 30 a.m the podcast publishes saturday at 8 a.m and is available on all your favorite podcast apps